everyone, I'm Abby. And I'm Caitlin. And we are two millennials who are taking our stance on insurance with a fun twist of pop culture. We work with clients to assess and lower their total cost of risk. And we're chicks! Hey everyone, it's the Risky Checks. In today's episode, we are going to talk about all things cyber and get into the cybersecurity insurance world. We're excited to have two special guests join us today. We have DG's own cyber guru, Missy. Hello. And a cybersecurity insurance specialist from Evolve MGA, Candace Funch. So we're super excited to talk about all things cyber and get into the gist of it. So to kick off every episode, we do our Ask Around segment. So today, Abby and I asked, what does cyber insurance for businesses do? And do you have different passwords for all your logins? So I asked one of my cousins, and her answer to the first question was, I would think cyber insurance protects businesses from hackers and any issues the hacks may cause. So I would say... That's a good gist of it. There's so many more details, though, which we'll get into in this Mm -hmm. episode later of how those hacks can be handled and kind of what we see the most in this world today of cyber insurance. And for the second one, she said, different variations of the same password, LOL, (laughs) which I I feel like. I totally relate to that. (laughs) That's like, oh, my God, like the thought of like having to remember a million passwords is so frustrating for me. So I'm right there with her. Yeah. And the best is when I think I'm coming up with a new password and then it's like, um, you used that in the last six months. I'm like, great. That's amazing. So frustrating. (laughs) But oh, well. So, Abby, what? answer did you get from somebody? Um, I asked my brother and he said, um, for what does cyber insurance for business do? He just said it helps protect anything online, which very broad <laughs> statement. I very vague, Cooper. can't disagree with that. Um, and then do you have different passwords for all your logins? Kind of annoying to try and remember them all. Also can't argue with that, but okay, so siblings. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So That's just a little bit of information that we like to gather to kick off our episodes to understand where some of our audience might be standing with their knowledge level of different parts of insurance. So for the fun part today, we have Candace Funch. Candace Funch is a vice president at Evolve MGA, a cybersecurity insurance specialist that focuses on protecting businesses from hacking attacks. Evolve MGA underwrites and distributes one of the broadest cyber insurance policies in the marketplace. Candice manages relationships with retail insurance agencies to cover and analyze commercial businesses' cyber exposures. Given her passion for cybersecurity, Candice has a deep understanding of cyber liability and the numerous risks that businesses face throughout the United States. So welcome, Candice. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Excited to be here. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Candice, just so we can kick things off. Yes, of course. So I am currently based out of Evolve's Atlanta, Georgia office, but I grew up in New Jersey, so I am a Northeast gal. And lucky for me, over the past four years, I've had the pleasure of traveling all over the U.S. to ultimately educate insurance agencies on the importance of cyber liability. That's awesome. So how did you get into cyber insurance? So I started my career working for a government software company in South Florida, and that really sparked my passion for technology and cybersecurity. But to be honest, I never thought I would get into insurance at all. I have to give credit to my brother because he was the one that really pushed me into the field. 
He's currently working as a director of risk management and knew that if there was one line of insurance I would focus on, it should be the new and exciting cyber industry. That's awesome. Got all of our siblings for that. Yes. <laughs> that little push. <laughs> Um, so when you first jumped into the cyber industry, um, what were like the main interests of it that made you stick with that? Yeah. So the fact that cyber is always evolving and ever changing really keeps me on my toes. And I love that about it. Every day I'm hearing of a new cyber attack. I'm sure you guys are too. Mm-hmm. And some sort of vulnerability hitting the news. So I'm constantly learning and being challenged in this industry, yeah, which is what I like the most. Yeah. I think just the insurance industry in general is changing all the time with Mm -hmm. coverages being added or changed and cyber specifically like I would think a couple years ago cyber was not even really on everybody's radar Mm -hmm. in a sense of okay hacks happened here and there but the amount of dollars that are now associated with it is it's crazy and I think just the insurance industry in general is awesome for the challenge side of it and so that's really awesome um besides work what do you like to do Outside of work, you'll probably find me traveling, hiking, listening to country music. I love the beach, um, and I also am a big fan of Chipotle. So if I'm not in the office, I'm probably at your local Chipotle just love eating chips Chipotle. and guac. I am, like, obsessed with Chipotle. We should have gone chips and guac. Uh, yes. <laughs> Where have you traveled to? Mostly just U.S.-based. Yeah. Um, given I'm from the Northeast, that's primarily where I'll come to and from, but... Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do a little bit of West Coast business. Um, Chicago's a big market for me as well. So I, yeah. I still have yet to go to Chicago. Yeah. Actually, no, I did go when I was very little, like six maybe, because mm-hmm. my brother is, um, he was obsessed with dinosaurs when he was a kid. And I think the museum out there has like the T-Rex fossil head, like the only T-Rex <laughs> fossil head. So like that was like, you know, my only time I've ever been to Chicago. But <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. have to make another trip out there for yeah. fun things. Where was your favorite place you've visited so far, would you say? I love California. Yeah. yeah. I used to live in San Francisco, and that oh, was no way. the best. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I've heard that San Francisco. I've been to San Francisco, but obviously mm-hmm. I've not lived there, but I've heard it's great. My cousin lives there now, and it's just like. I've had like so two fun. quick trips, like quick day mm-hmm. trips there. Just um, we had to kill time before going to the airport, so we kind of like spent the day in San Francisco, yeah. and it was awesome. So. Yeah. So many big tech startups out of there, so it's just yeah. exciting. Yeah. But. For sure. So now to the big cyber. <laughs> so our first question is that Missy, who we introduced, is our in-house cyber specialist. And we hear her talk and describe increases quite a bit. So can you tell us about this and why the pricing for cyber insurance is going up so much? Yes. It's unfortunate that prices are going up, but cyber attacks have increased significantly over the last 18 months in terms of both severity and frequency. So as a result of that, cyber carriers have ultimately had to adjust their rates accordingly in order to survive in this market. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure because, you know, the cyber attacks and like, you know, with technology changing so fast, I feel like it's hard to kind of get like an estimated price increase on that when like things are happening so fast and moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like the risks for every business are so different. So I would say that it's probably... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, probably hard to predict when you're looking at somebody on the surface of what their increases might be. Oh, totally. Um, And I think explaining the increases too, there is an understanding because of everything that you see in the news, but at the same time, it's still super hard as business owners to really understand. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So is there one type of cyber attack or incident you're seeing becoming more and more frequent that in the past hasn't really happened that often? 
So ransomware still, I know you guys have heard lots about it, I'm sure on the news, it still continues to be the number one claim that all cyber markets are seeing. Mm -hmm. And this specifically has increased in terms of severity and frequency. And for those of you that are not familiar with ransomware, I'll just give you a little bit of insight on what could really go wrong. Every single industry is exposed to ransomware because truthfully, all it takes is an email address and an employee. It's primarily caused from a phishing link. Mm -hmm. So it just takes one curious employee to click on what they think is an Amazon delivery note. And sure enough, we have they're that. embedding yeah. their systems with malware. Yeah. I remember last case. around Christmas time, yeah. someone got an email from Amazon. Yeah. Um, so we had to send out like a big, like, you know, chain email to the whole company being like, do not click on the Amazon link that you just got. <laughs> Everyone gets so excited for Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I got like eBay gift cards one time. Like, oh, like yeah. it's coming from like, you know, mm -hmm. one of my managers or it looked like it did. Obviously I could tell it wasn't, but um, mm -hmm. it's so creepy because it's like they take the wording or like terminology that my manager would like use so, like, you actually think that it's coming from them. It's yeah. the creepiest thing ever, but... Yeah, because they're tracking you on the back end before I they know. actually do anything with it, and it's so creepy. It's like the peeping Tom situation. Like, they're tracking you and watching you, and then all of a sudden it's like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our research has found that hackers sit dormant on average 197 days in your systems undetected. Oh, my God. So, you're absolutely right. They sit back. They watch everything you do. They see the slang that you use in your email bodies. And yeah, it's your the slang. That's the creepiest part. Yeah. I know. We have emails from managers all the time that's like, hey, could you do me a favor and, like, go across the street to CBS yep. and buy all these gift the cards? Gift it's cards. so yeah. weird. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Crazy. Oh, that's so funny. So, when somebody, like, one of our clients that might be with Evolve or a client of another agency or just Evolve in general has a claim, can you walk us through the process that Evolve takes when an insured undergoes a ransomware attack? Yes. So for ransomware specifically, first and foremost, you should definitely call our 24-7 incident response hotline or report it via our mobile application. From there, the claims team will ultimately respond and acquire details on the incident in order to be able to connect you with the proper incident response team. Then from there, I'd say is really like the support stage where the claims team provides oversight and manages you throughout the entire course of the claim. And ransomware, I will say specifically, the team has to assess if the ransom should be paid or not, which is a big decision to make, especially with the ransomware demands going up significantly these days. And they also need to assess if there has been a breach of data and if your system needs to be restored. If so, the proper technical resources will be provided in order to repair your systems remove the malware, and then really the last step is ultimately the resolution phase where we will reimburse you if the ransom has indeed been paid. We will ensure if your systems are up and running, back to normal hopefully, and then we'll provide you with advice to establish the root cause and to harden your defenses from the same attack in the future. Yeah, so what would be a reason that the ransom would have to be paid or not? Like, what's what would that Yeah, like, how do you mean? determine? Yeah. So typically, the biggest factor that forensics are looking at is if they can access their critical data that they need to function for their day-to-day -day mm -hmm. operations, most of which is going to be managed through some sort of server or backup server, and it's going to depend on if the malware has infected that as well or if they have access to those backups. Okay. So... If they don't, typically the best thing that they can do is just pay the ransom or demand and hope that they get their systems back up and running. Wow, that's crazy. scary. <laughs> scary. <laughs> what are some ways that businesses of all sizes can lower their risk for a hack that Evolve has access to? So we offer policyholders access to six free cybersecurity risk management tools. 
Just to give you an idea, some of these tools include dark web monitoring, network deep scanning, so we can actually see if there's any open RDP ports that are linked back to their domain name. We can search for critical software updates that need to be patched. We can provide phishing campaigns to your employees to try to trick them into clicking on a fake phishing link. And there's also ransomware defense softwares, employee training videos with questionnaires designed to create cyber awareness. And lastly, we can provide a regulatory compliance audit so that they can make sure they're in proper compliance with all foreign, federal, and state regulations. So you mentioned RDP ports. What it, what are those or what is Remote that? <laughs> desktop protocol. Gotcha. So if anyone's working from home, they're probably using an RDP port. And you want to mm -hmm. make sure that that's secured through a VPN and MFA, which is multi-factor authentication. Yeah. We just got yeah, that. Yeah, we're doing that all right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting to see. Another thing that was super interesting during that whole process was I haven't really experienced, like, someone from IT mm -hmm. taking over my screens while I'm on them. And yes. I was like, this is craziness. It's, it's very cool <laughs> how it was cool. people can do that. Yeah. But, that's yeah. through an RDP port. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the most, like, interesting, just from a risk management perspective, interesting tool that you just mentioned are the phishing campaigns. I've heard mm -hmm. some of my friends, my mom even say when she worked that she actually clicked on it and had to go through a whole training before she could even get back yes. like, into her email. And so I think that is super useful because it makes you aware of everything mm -hmm. because I think... Sometimes you're so busy, you might not even be paying attention. Totally. And, and as the head of an organization, you can monitor and see who's the weakest link, which your mom. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was the like, mom, you should link. know better. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, I can't believe I just did that. I knew they were doing it, too. <laughs> I feel like they're getting more and more believable, too. You they know, are, yeah. so. The hackers are definitely getting better and more sophisticated oh, yeah. in terms of their methods of phishing. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, this isn't necessarily business related, maybe it is to Instagram, but I've just seen so many people's accounts lately oh having goodness, all yeah. the, um, like, Bitcoin and online, I don't even know Free what else Ray-Bans, yeah. like. So yeah. much lately, and mm -hmm. it, like, to me, it freaks me out because I am a holder of, like, all the DG and everything accounts, and I'm like, ah, it's, like, personal and business. It's kind of crazy mm -hmm. that, I don't know, because then I know people have gotten completely locked out have to make new yeah accounts. i see that all the time mm -hmm. and like, like would having like multi-factor on be yeah. something to literally stop that hacking yes, totally okay. yep it can be extremely um successful in preventing mm -hmm. email compromise or social media platforms as well any sort of really compromise of your account credentials yeah it's useful so we'll see how it goes i would love for dg to do a fishing like in-house fishing campaign that would be oh amazing <laughs> I would love to see the stats on like all these tools too of like what you can Who's see. The and who, yeah. I just want to know who the weakest link is. <laughs> Watch it be one of you. I know. It probably would be. Fall for it. <laughs> so how does a client quantify cyber exposure? So that's actually a great question. And there's a few tools that I always recommend clients use. The first is going to be a data breach calculator. So they can actually type in how many records that they have and how they store that information. And from there, the calculator really does the rest for them. It can tell them what that breakdown of the loss would be. And it would also provide them the average cost per record loss as well. So that's a great tool to use on the data breach side. If they're more concerned about ransomware as their exposure, there's also ransomware calculators where you can type in your revenue, you type in 
how much information you're collecting once again, and it can really quantify what that loss could look like in terms of accounting for average extortion demands and average business interruption loss, the days of downtime, all that good stuff. So is that something helpful? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something like anybody could do or does that have to be through Evolve or is this just like online? You can go in and kind of research on your own. Yeah. You can go on Google right now and type in ransomware calculator and they're all publicly available from multiple different sources. Yeah. That's definitely a good resource. That's great. So what resources does Evolve provide for agents in terms of, you know, education and wanting to learn more about, you know, the cyber insurance world? Yeah, we have lots of educational opportunities and we do everything from cyber CE classes to lunch and learns. We also host our annual Cyber Sales Academy, which is an in-person event that includes two full days of cyber education and networking with experts in the industry. So I definitely recommend attending this year. Did you attend, Missy, to that? Is that the one that you went to? I did. That was in November. It was so, so much fun. Got to meet um, a lot of other insurance agents and talk about cyber insurance and then also met a lot of the vendors that Candace mm-hmm. mentioned. And um, it's really cool from my perspective to see the vendors do deep dives into cyber risk management and how they are controlling it, you know, completely unrelated to cyber insurance. Because um, one of the things that I like to stress when it comes to cyber insurance is there's a lot more to do to lower your cyber risk outside of getting a policy. Like Just because you have a cyber insurance policy does not make you secure. Right. Um, it was re- very interesting, very eye-opening, and um, learned a lot from other agents in terms of how they strategize and sell cyber insurance as opposed to how we do it here. Right. Yeah, that is cool. And I feel like for us, we really take the risk management approach just at Delane Gibson as a whole. So to lower people's risks outside mm-hmm. of just the insurance policies that, of course, we sell and we work and work with the underwriters at companies and everything. But we really like to provide that extra knowledge of how you can lower your risk. And I just think across the board, whether it's cyber insurance or personal, like your house and auto, homes and autos or business separate from cyber, it's really the approach that we like to take. So we're always here to provide extra knowledge to hopefully yeah. lower the risk, which in turn could actually help you lower insurance as well. Yeah, we have um, some YouTube videos that kind of talk about the extra um, risk management steps that, you know, our clients can take outside of just the actual policy that they're paying for. Yeah, exactly. So this has been great. I feel like I've learned a lot more about cyber and the more of the back end of how companies like evolve and handle these types of claims, because I think for us, we see the surface of, oh my gosh, this loss and what things of how you can prevent it are super interesting too. So thank you for joining us, Candace. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me again. Appreciate it.